Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine podcast, the only podcast where you get unfiltered, overpowered opinions of two friends about the best shows in Geek TV. I'm your host, Jasmine, and co-hosting today, we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hey, Jasmine. Hey, listeners. Before we get started, I want to remind the listeners to subscribe and review the podcast. It helps us out, and we're always looking for feedback. Geeks of the Machine is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and any place that podcasts are found. Last week on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, we discussed how Sabrina sucks at planning, how she rescued her daddy boyfriend, <laughs> and... Please never say that phrase again. Oh, that's definitely his, his, oh. who he is now. <laughs> like, and how she is now essentially queen of hell. This week on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, we are talking about... Greendale, Sabrina exploring a new hobby and a disturbing new duty, and Prudence and Ambrose continue their search for Father Blackwood. So, overall, Adelaide, what were your thoughts on this episode? I'm going to say forgettable, and that's not because I don't remember it very well, but from what I do remember, there were parts that felt very filler-y, and I remember the parts, and I did not like them, and I ended up muting it because it was stupid. Um, the actual plotline wasn't bad, but I felt like too much time was dedicated to, and I'm sure we'll cover this, but I'll just, eh, whatever. Um, too much time was dedicated to their weird, like, music mantras and, and scenes with that. That was really odd to me. I mean, we did mention last episode that basically this is a musical now, so, yeah. Well, then they need better writers for songs. <laughs> Well, they're kitschy, popular songs, Adelaide. You can't be upset that they want to go popular. Their song, was their stupid cheerleader song was about how rhyming is hard. Okay? That is dumb. <laughs> um, as far as me overall, I, I have, I, I had a page and a half of notes for first episode. I have maybe a quarter page of notes for this episode. So, I, it didn't leave too much of an impression on me. I mean, there were some parts that I'm sure we're going to go deep into because they annoyed me, like, to my core. And then some parts that were just like, eh. And we're probably going to skim over. I remember the new plot line they're introducing was in this one. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I think that's where I kind of, like, started paying attention more. But I, I, I did mute a lot of the music parts. Okay. So, first of all, let's talk about the opening scene. Where she has her daddy boyfriend. She has no. made all of these preparations. She has locked him up. Chain of salt. All the things in the world. And question. Why was he trying to make out with her? I just. I, every time you say daddy boyfriend. I'm just no. Just no. <laughs> I, I shut down and stop listening. <laughs> that song comes back. And I'm like no no. No internal mute. We're done. But she makes all of these preparations. And as she's walking out. She just kicks the ring of salt and essentially is basically telling him, oh, you can walk out whenever. Yeah, that was dumb. I I really hated that. And I I admit, I don't remember what part that was in the episode, how early that it was. That was literally and, the beginning. It was like literally the, the beginning. Okay, because I couldn't remember if I had already started tuning crap out at that point or not. <laughs> and um, I remember thinking, can you please look at what you've just done and realize the idiocy that you have inflicted upon the rest of the world with this can you not and 
I guess it fits for the same character that said, okay, well, clearly you've never been to high school when comparing it to ruling hell. Well, I mean, we have already established that she's not good at planning. No. She's not good at executing her non-plans. She's not good at recruiting. She is not good at finding grown-ups to help her with her non-plan. Um, I mean, she is not good at daddy-daughter relationships. She's not <laughs> good at boyfriend relationships. She is not good as a friend. She is not good She's at prioritizing things. She's not good at a lot of things, things at this point. Is there, is there any redeeming <laughs> qualities to her? Because I know we were we were really ragging on her in the first two seasons. Like, we hated her. And I'm still kind of on that boat. Like, I don't really like Sabrina. I like the rest of the series, and I like some of the other characters, but I don't like her. I don't know, honestly. I'm thinking that maybe we like... I don't know. Do we like Sabrina? <laughs> we definitely didn't like her in season one. I mean, season two, I think she got better? She got tolerable, perhaps. Like, are we going Dr. Hoover here? God, I like, hope not. <laughs> um, and also, how about the fact that she, uh, she left her daddy boyfriend in the dungeon, and at no point did she think it was a good idea to mention to anyone that my daddy boyfriend is in this dungeon. I hate that word so much. <laughs> um, I expect nothing less from her at this point, I suppose. Or nothing more, I suppose. And she... Uh, it, it's starting to feel like the typical teenager I know better than the adults in the room sort of thing, which maybe there's a reason for that stereotype, but I don't think I was like that as a kid. I was, I was very like, no, no, these people have experience and they know what they're talking about. I I agree, and I think that Sabrina is constantly snubbing her nose at other people's experiences. Um, do you think if Sabrina had made this mistake in season one, that she would have been as upset about it as you are right now? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what you mean here. Because in season one, we really, we really didn't know what to expect from her. Oh, and yeah. It's because it's, I'm thinking like I feel like she after everything that she's been through through what three seasons now yeah she should have been smarter about yeah I Daddy think in boyfriend. season one I think I would have I'm gonna cut you off before you say that word again um they I think in season one I probably would have been like yeah that's a that's a stupid teenager move and expected her to grow out of it at this point I kind of feel like you've already literally been through hell maybe you should start acting like it and start realizing that other people around you can help and not act like you know everything in the world and lock literally Satan in the basement. That's, that's brilliant. Well, not only that, she didn't have a plan for him. She did, She just left him there and told her boyfriend, I'll be back for you once I figure out a plan. She didn't have a plan going into hell. None of her friends reported this to an adult. Like, I'm sorry. My friend goes, hey, I want to go to hell. And I'm the Antichrist, I'm going to be like, yo, Auntie Z, check on Sabrina because she's doing some crazy stuff again. Again. The key phrase being again. <laughs> like, and now she doesn't even have Ambrose to help her out of her stupidity. Yeah, Ambrose really carried it. He, he was there to, to be like, you know, that's a dumb move. Maybe you should do it this way and at least give her some insight as to how to not totally screw it up. He's not there now. Exactly. He's off doing his own stupid stuff. But see, at least he's smarter about his own stupid... Like, he brings levity to the show, and I didn't realize it until Sabrina was alone. 
until he was gone and and prevent and preventing another person from causing similar mistakes and it's like oh no well the difference is i think prudence would be able to handle her mistakes better oh, she than would. Sabrina. she could handle the consequences way better than sabrina mostly because hers are on a smaller scale she's not bringing the devil back without a plan she at least has an idea of what she wants and hers is just end the problem before it gets worse mm-hmm. so now let's move along to sabrina being queen of hell which basically she was like yeah i'm gonna be queen because it'll get my boyfriend out of hell my daddy boyfriend two for one (laughs) every single time i flinch every time (laughs) even though she was the one who put her daddy boyfriend in hell in the first place (laughs) (laughs) uh and also why if we were gonna put him in hell in the first place why are we getting him out episode two? He wasn't even out episode two. He was out in episode one. Like, he's what just, was the he's point? He's out in episode two now. <laughs> what was the point of putting him in hell? My issue is I expected this to be more of the plot for the whole season mm-hmm. is solving this problem. And I'm kind of okay that it's not because that would have gotten boring real fast. However, they are really, really speeding through it. And it seems... It seems rushed to get to that step. I think they realized how boring that whole plotline would be and that there wouldn't be a lot to cover. Um, but it seems almost... I hate to compare it to Supernatural, because in a way it does seem that way, where it's like, hey, we have this new idea and we have to really speed up the resolution for the last thing we had. Uh, well, true. Because they like two episodes and we're out. They, it's, it's worse than bad sex. It's, it's just in and out. Oh, we're done already? I, okay. <laughs> so. Can't make that so, comparison so, after saying daddy boyfriend over and over and over. <laughs> so, Sabrina just grabs the role of Queen of Hell, doesn't know what the job is, doesn't know what hell stuff she has to do, and, like, basically said, I'm going to leave everything to Lilith as I go about my day. So, what were your thoughts when she just grabbed the role and was like, yep, yeah, I'm Queen of Hell, bye. I'm actually kind of okay with this. I am okay with her saying, yes, Lilith is my regent. She is she is effectively in charge until I am able to take over. And I was I wanted to see more politics in this, but I am okay with it. I am okay with that statement and how it could present itself because that was fairly common for monarchies to be like, yeah, this this kid can't rule. King and queen both died. 6-year-old Johnny is now king. He can't rule. I am regent in his place. That would make a lot of sense. Um and yes, I just compared it to a six-year-old boy. And um, I think in context that makes sense, but having her still maintain a lot of... School activities? Say, no, it's not so much school activities, but having her not really train. Like, they're not training her, they're testing her. And I think that's where the issue is for me. It's not like, hey, we need to train you on, on the rules of hell and how you actually govern here. It's, okay, go do the thing that you're supposed to know how to do because you're Satan's kid. Well, I mean, no one wants her to be the queen of hell, if we're being honest. The only no, one I know. who wants that's, her to be that's is the point, Lilith. But, even... but I think the problem is that Lilith is just like, she'll do it. She's fine. Like, yeah, Sabrina that's, is that's Sabrina. where I was going to go with that, is that Lilith is even saying, oh, yeah, she can do it. And it's like, uh, Lilith, maybe you should be teaching her. If, if I know you want the role, but like, tell her first, and then be like, "Hey, this is how we do it," and then you know, guide the poor dumb kid. She's obviously not smart. Just guide her. Eh. 
I mean, she's Sabrina, so even if you tried to guide, like her aunt Zelda tried to guide her, and Sabrina was like, "I know better than you. I'm gonna bring my my bro- my boyfriend's brother back," and brought him back without a soul. So yes, but at least now she can. She doesn't have the excuse of, "Well, no one told me." If you expl- <laughs> if you explain it to her and how you're supposed to do it, instead of just saying, "Go do the thing." <laughs> Uh, so let's jump over to something that we're only going to spend like two minutes on, because that's all it deserves. The two unnecessary musical numbers that Adelaide mentioned in her intro. How did you feel about that? I muted those. I heard the first like stanza and I'm like, no, we're done. And I just muted it and I was done. Uh, I had subtitles on those so I could see them in mm-hmm. case something important popped up, but the lines were still stupid. Okay, so then we also have... Sabrina and her boyfriend, you know, her daddy boyfriend, if we, no. if you will. No. And at some point, the Dark Lord even says, call me daddy. With her father's tongue and her boyfriend's mouth. So you're never telling me that she doesn't have daddy issues. This is clearly a daddy issue. I don't think it's a daddy <laughs> issue. I think it's a daddy kink. Is it? Because, like... I feel like it's an issue when you're one of the morning stars has it, and it may not be her. I don't know. Well, yeah, he obviously wanted her, but like she literally rescued her boyfriend without a backup plan, knowing her father was inside of him. Hate all these words. I hate them. <laughs> um, it. I. I just. I hate this whole plot line, and I don't feel like it's it's anything to do with her having daddy issues for rescuing her boyfriend. I think she just lacks foresight. I don't know, because she's constantly talking to her daddy. Like, she's like, oh, I need to talk to my daddy. Like, making eye contact with him, longingly staring at him. Because <laughs> could you imagine, from the viewpoint of everyone else, she was just creepily looking at him. Yeah, it's still weird. And I'm really glad that no one else is in the room for her to be like, yeah, I'm going to talk to my dad who's inside my boyfriend's body. That's still creepy. It's still weird. Because when she was in hell, everyone was just sitting there, apparently sitting around watching her looks longingly at her boyfriend daddy. I hate that phrase. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to call her. But Sabrina has a bright idea to do a soul transference. Essentially evicting the Dark Lord from Nick's body and then basically dumping him in another body. Without consent. There was no consent involved in this plan. So... What were your thoughts on her soul transference plan? I think the original wasn't that bad. Her her original plot was like, hey, this guy's... Can I, can I jump into that or is it too spoilery? Well, essentially, hey, this person is dead. We're going to swipe his body. Yeah, I feel like that was... Especially given the context of the person. Uh, that wasn't that big of a deal. Um, the actual part, little creepy. Didn't like that one. But it it got somewhere at least. It's still, it's weird that the resolution is so fast. So, we also get Sabrina who decides, hey, I'm going to be a cheerleader this this season for reasons. Never shown any interest in being a cheerleader. Never had any pep as far as I'm concerned. Never looked like she'd been in the sun ever in life. But Slowly raise his hand. Yeah, mood, me, hi. <laughs> but, oh, are you about to be a cheerleader too, Adelaide? No, God, no. I'm 30. I don't want to be a cheerleader. <laughs> I don't want to be a cheerleader in high school. Why would I do that to myself? <laughs> uh, so, 
essentially Lilith shows up at cheerleader practice and says, hey, Sabrina, time to go do your job. You got to collect souls. Question, why is Satan personally collecting souls? That feels Satan like a very... not have like a soul retriever for that? And I mean right. a literal retriever, like an actual Like an actual dog. Like, yeah, cause... running around fetching souls. Like you'd right. think I that would like... be the thing. Because <laughs> I feel like that's a bit low on the totem pole for Satan. But like, who am I? <laughs> Especially the first example. Like, why would Satan be collecting that soul? <laughs> the second example I can see because there was a there was a a deal going on there. But okay, the... well let me since you mentioned it, let me mention Sorry. the first soul. Okay, the first soul was an old man who was playing chess, and essentially he sold his soul to be good at chess. Um. So Sabrina is like, hey, you know, it's a white car that's going one way, black car going another way. We would assume the white car is headed to heaven, black car is going to hell. Um, why is Sabrina arbitrarily deciding where souls go? Right, that's not her job. Her job is to put the soul that is bound for hell in the hell car. Because my thing is, what if heaven was like, nah, he's, he's going where he was supposed to be. I would like to know why Heaven's car was just chilling there, waiting for this dude. <laughs> like, maybe, why give the devil's the child option? the option? Mm-hmm. Like, you already, you've seen what she does. Well, not only that, you know where this soul is supposed to go. Like, you don't arbitrarily get to change the rules. So did she take someone else's cab? Does so- is some other heaven-bound soul now on its way to hell because the cab is gone? <laughs> or are they just now, like, ghosts and supernaturals out there slaying them now? Oh, God, if it's the same universe, it's actually really funny. That is, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's a pity Supernatural's ending and on hiatus because of the coronavirus, but that could have been a good crossover. A terrifying <laughs> one, but a good one. <laughs> Do I have to spray you with disinfectant? Uh... But um, it's really interesting that she's just arbitrarily. First of all, why do you are you holding people's hands to get them to where they need to go? Uh, it's these souls to be have... like cute little old man walking him in. Can we, uh, also very briefly on this tangent? What who sells their soul to be good at chess? <laughs> well, that was my thought too because also he sold his soul already. He already knew he was going to hell. So how do you know he wasn't out there kicking puppies and pushing old ladies down the stairs his whole I mean, life? really? Like, <laughs> they're always nicer when they're old and about to die. At that point, like, all the sins are behind them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I already know. All right, let's go. Hellbound. On it. <laughs> I, I honestly thought, though, when he was saying, um, when he's sitting there playing chess with her, and, and he says, she asks why he's going to hell, and I, honest to God, thought, if he says he sold his soul to be good at chess, I'm pausing this for a good 20 minutes. And I had to pause it for 20 minutes just to, like, roll my eyes at the absurdity of it. Like, I never thought. I was like, he probably sold his soul for his wife or something like that. Like, I would have, I was like, chess. Chess is, chess? Really, of all the things, to be the best at chess, like, sir. And then he was like, it was only for a few years. It wasn't that long. Well, basically, well, that's the fine print for you. Good, good job not reading your contract. But at the other, just still like, you sold your soul to be good at chess. That that's so brief. Why would you do that? And then Sabrina beat him. Like Sabrina has never played chess before. And she admitted she's not good at chess. Just like flat out said, I'm not very good. So like, 
he deserved to go to hell just for that, if we're being honest. <laughs> Sabrina, lack of planning and foresight sends you straight to hell. <laughs> like, yes, not reading the fine print, which we already learned in season one. There's a, this can't be a intentional callback writing to being just an idiot, and this is why you end up in hell. No, this is just... Well, no, he didn't end up in hell. Sabrina was like, he didn't. Sabrina's like, never mind. The guy that like rescues puppies doesn't need to go to heaven. You can go. Also, why did he open the door? Like, I feel like I wouldn't have opened that door. Like, wouldn't like as a limo driver, you know who your passenger's supposed to be. Exactly, you're supposed to know. You're like, no, no, that's not him. I'm not opening the door for him. (laughs) Like, like I'm not driving him. What are we doing here? He like I would, let me call my supervisor home. really quickly. Like, well, hey, she just <laughs> supervisor just a Gabriel on the line. God, and I was thinking, um, why just have the two limos in the first place? Why is that? That's such a weirdly nice mental. Im- that's such a weirdly nice image for you to be walking him to this oddly nice couple cars there. Like, I understand mm-hmm. heaven's pretty nice, but. Is that one? Is the other one filled with like McDonald's wrappers or something? What's going on in there? Or like puppies that are all constantly crying because they're being punched? Oh. Like, like, well, it's why, hell. Why would you do that? I mean, if you're going to hell, like you might as well have an unenjoyable ride. Audio <laughs> tape of misophonia triggers playing constantly from the radio. Uh, uh. Or Fergie's version of the national anthem from that basketball game. Oh God. <laughs> Your ride is just torture. It's just audio torture as you get there, and then the real torture begins. Uh, I love our tangents. Oh, uh, but anyway, <clears throat> Sabrina decides. No, you don't go to hell. You go to heaven. So Lilith is back in hell, trying to calm down everybody because Sabrina just lost a soul. Which again, why does heaven accept this soul? I honestly expected heaven to like have this little send him down with a little stamp of return to sender on it or something. Right, like wrong one. Mis- Here you right, go. Mispack- misplaced package, misdelivered. Because <laughs> <laughs> would you want him? No. If I, he I was mean, willing to sell his soul for chess, what? <laughs> That's such a low bar. Like, yes, I'm gonna sell my soul to the devil for chess. God, he must have been like an absolute terror when he was alive. <laughs> I'm telling you, he was pushing little old ladies down the street. Like, I'm already going to hell anyway. (laughs) Chess. God. I can't get over that. (laughs) So, the next person Sabrina has to recruit is none other than Jimmy, the ice cream truck driver. And everyone is like, he's so nice. She goes and tells her friends about her job because no one keeps things quiet anymore, apparently. (laughs) And... She's like, Jimmy, what is he doing? And of course, Jimmy is crazily evil. Uh, because the ice cream guy. I mean, if you sell him ice cream. I, mm. yeah. I, yeah, that would that's kind of what I expected more from the old man. The old man just had it under wraps better. <laughs> Actually, I expect the both of them to be awful, if we're being honest. Well, yeah, I kind of, like, to sell your soul for something, I kind of expect you to be a terrible person. Exactly. But Jimmy had, like, a decent excuse. He was like, oh, I'm in this car accident and I don't want to die. Please save me. Well, first of all, he didn't call for too long, if we're being honest. He was just like, help me, God. 
God help me. And then he God went, didn't oh. answer. And Satan's right. like, hey, did you mean he, me? He didn't answer within two times. He didn't do anything. And Jimmy was like, okay, um, anyone else out there? Is this thing on? <laughs> Look, maybe God doesn't carry his cell phone on him. I know that the older generation doesn't always keep it in their pocket, but still. <laughs> I, just, I was like, come on, dude. Like, have you not seen the miracles like where you have your faith and you you like make it through and make a full recovery? Like apparently like, and it was like Jimmy was devout. No, Jimmy was not devout. No, it took him like, two seconds. Like <laughs> Jimmy was just faking it. He apparently. rang it twice and then was like, okay, this is going to voicemail. Someone else come please. Please, somebody else now. Anybody else out there? Is this thing working? Can anyone hear me? And he like, just, like What's the going rate right for a better... soul right now? he's like that one i kind of make like that one to me makes more sense that's a life or death situation it's not chess it's not selling yourself for chess (laughs) i am so bothered by this plot line (laughs) judging that man so hard he should have been in hell just so i could stare at him with pure judgment the entire time that's his torture everybody just stares at him like chess the hell is wrong with you like he just sits next to um Lilith and she walks him around on a chain like he sold his soul for chess. <laughs> just every every like hour or so, every couple hours, every now and then, chess really. What's wrong with you? But it was really interesting. Like I said, I he like they was like Jimmy was devout. He believed and da 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 da. And then his true God had forsaken him. His false God had forsaken him. So he called to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like when I saw that scene, he like I said, he called twice and then was like, "All right, anybody else out here? Anybody else want to help a real one?" <laughs> and like called to me, it's like, "Dude, you were waiting in the shadows for that. You were just sitting there exactly. waiting. Like, he didn't call to you. He just looked over at you and was like, "Yeah, you come help me." Not even. He was like, he must have been in the neighborhood. Like, oh, that's a car accident. Let me go see if. Oh, you want to sell your soul? You say? Yeah. Like <laughs> it doesn't. Was he the one driving the other car? Probably. <laughs> set the whole thing up and he's like yeah that one I want that one (laughs) but it was just crazily hilarious and I was just like okay but anyway Jimmy Sabrina's like hey Jimmy you sold your soul we're about to go da 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 what did you sell your soul for and Jimmy's like yeah um I got the usual deal for you I got a kid all lined up let's go make it happen Chop, chop. And Sabrina's like, I'm not taking a child from you. Because <laughs> he gets seven years in exchange for a child. Question, how old is a child? I believe it's it was a child. an innocent soul. Yeah, it's an innocent soul. It and he child. decided it was a child. Yeah. yeah. Technically, he was supposed to hand over an innocent soul. But children are innocent. It's very hard that you're going to find an innocent adult. So I will give him yeah, that. Yeah, true. As like, far I as agree with like, him saying, I believe, was it was it specifically a child or was he just picking up little girls? No, I think he, was, was... he was picking up children. Okay, just kids. Okay, cool. Gender mm-hmm. non-discriminatory. All right. I, well, they didn't specifically mention it was only little girls. Let me say it that way. Okay. Yeah, he, um, I know that the example in this, in this show was, was a little girl. It was a little girl. So. But again, like he chose innocent. I mean, what did he have an innocent, like, because honestly, he's supposed to pick an innocent soul. If it's an adult, was he going to have the Satan give him an innocent soul detector? Or like, because that was my question. How was he supposed to find an innocent adult? Yeah, I agree. I 
even like, then, I was about to be like, well, you know, go to your local nunnery or something. But even then, like, nuns be out here sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. I went to a Catholic university. Yeah, they crazy I went, sometimes. Yeah, I went to Catholic middle school. So, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, Sabrina has a real knock to her worldview for a second. Even though she doesn't see it, I saw it. Did you notice it? Which one? Sabrina's, uh, she, there was a, there was a subtle worldview that they pointed out in this that I don't know if you noticed. Where if she can do whatever it takes to save her boyfriend, go to hell, sacrifice anybody, do anything, but no one else can to save themselves. And I thought that was a good parallel that happened. Did you yeah, catch it? Yeah, I, I- I don't know if I caught it because it was last week, so <laughs> at this point I'm like, I'm struggling to remember details other than chess, but it still is, like, it. I, I may have caught it at the time, but at the moment I don't remember catching it, so because, thank you for bringing it up, because yes. it's a good point. And I was just like, I, I'm surprised that no one else is pointing out the hypocrisy of this. And I was like, I guess that's Ambrose's job, but he's not here. But he's not here. He's reigning in another another person. It could honestly doesn't need his reigning in as much, but still. So I was just like, oh, all right. That's the thing. I wish someone would have pointed it out because that is an excellent parallel. It is. And it needed to be it needed to be addressed more because it's a really good point. And actually, really, thank you for bringing that up because I don't, <laughs> I don't think I caught it. And if I did, I, it doesn't register now that I did. So um, that is something that needs to be addressed because, yeah, she's willing to bring her friends into hell, literal hell, to save her boyfriend. I'm not Daddy. saying it. You can't make me say it. Um, <laughs> and I guess there's a bit of a difference because she asked them to come with her versus kidnapping a child to kill. But it still is the along what lines will you go to to yeah, say something to important to you? Like basically, that's what the question is. And for him, he's like, "Hey, small children, you haven't lived long. I need a long life. Here you go." For Sabrina, it's like, "I will kill my boyfriend's brother and then bring him back soulless." And that wasn't even for anyone except her because she felt bad. Yeah, that was just to make herself feel better and feel like so, she just slaughter her boyfriend's brother. Like, so it's just, it's interesting that parallel that's there. Uh, anything else you want to say about that? Um, nothing that probably couldn't be addressed at the resolution of that. Okay. So Sabrina goes to her daddy boyfriend and is like, what am I supposed to do? And he essentially says, if you can't handle the job, give it back to me. And I love when he even goes. When you get, when I get out of here, you will face my wrath like no one else. But until then, you wear the crown like a queen. And I was like, yes, daddy boyfriend. Stop, <laughs> please. <laughs> I will say he had good lines. I did like that line. I remember that line because it is her job. And he's, it's also reflecting poorly on him for her to be so we- inept at it. Because it is, it's his kid. And suddenly she's saying things, and suddenly she's not doing the job that she's supposed to do that he's excellent at. He is the king of hell. And instead of doing her job like he's telling her to, she's bumbling around and screwing it up. Well, she's Sabrina-ing it up, if we're being honest. It's true. Like, because she knows better than everyone else who's ever done the thing. 
It's true. I don't know why I expect any more of her. But it's still, <laughs> like, it's reflecting poorly on him as, like, as a result. It's making him look bad. And I still like that he, in a way, I like that he's, like, coaching her through it. And he's like, you know, this is, this is your job now. You are my daughter. You rule. You rule the way I would rule. Mm-hmm. So then Jimmy has stashed this little girl someplace. Sabrina, like, this, Sabrina is like, I gotta find her. Um, Sabrina is able to mind, mind control Lucy's mother into forgetting anything that ever happens. But for some reason, she can't mind control Jimmy into telling her where Lucy is. I don't understand the rules of magic here. Me either. I, I <laughs> thought the same thing at the time. And I was like, this was just so we could see Roz's powers, wasn't it? <laughs> Like, Which I don't mind. I like Roz. Of all of them, I like Roz the best. So I'm okay with seeing more of her, really. <laughs> like, we have zero parameters. And as someone who I know personally love rules of magic, I am sure this annoys you so much. Ellie. Yeah, it actually really bothers <laughs> me. Because she had that happen, and I was thinking, you, what happened to the whole, like, in order to do this, you had to, like, I don't want to say laws of equivalent exchange, but it's almost what that is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not present in this season anymore she just does whatever and it's like oh i liked it she's the antichrist now though so what she still has to make a sacrifice to herself (laughs) and it was also weird because she got locked into the room with with no magic but we don't know why she doesn't have magic because these symbols but why can't she dust off a symbol like they do in supernatural all the time i thought the exact same thing it's like it's it's paint on the wall you have a ton of metal objects. Just, like, chip at it a little bit. Bam, you're done. Sigil broken. Get out. Like, I, and then when did sigils become a thing in this show? Agreed. I kind of am okay with it because I like sigil magic. It looks cool. Um, but at the same time, like, what got me? Can I jump a little farther ahead? I don't want to, like, I was going to address Lilith. Uh, no. Well, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Go. Well, Lilith just opens the damn door. Like, you don't have to teleport out. They very specifically said you can't teleport out. It's like, okay, well, can I use magic to open the door? Well, they said she couldn't use magic because of the sigils. But the problem is, why? It, like, when did sigils become a thing in this world? Like, I don't remember them ever having sigil magic. And I don't... I. <laughs> My issue is that, like, sigils are very common so in various Right, but systems, they're not but... in this world. Like, because Sabrina has been, we had two seasons to see her use all kinds of magic. That's true. And she has to, like, work up for it and she's doing exactly. things. And we haven't actually and... seen them use that. But exactly. I, I would have assumed that it would have been there. But... Right, but I would see more angels using sigils versus Sabrina, at least mentioning it. Like, oh, we have these sigils in this place. That's why she couldn't come in. Like, because that would have made sense if you're going to introduce sigils. And you're going to say she can't use them, but others can. Yeah, she should have been able to use them from the start. Cause exactly. It's very basic magic. Like, that's the easiest level. That, like, that's my thing. And I'm just like, what are the rules here? Like, what can she or can't she do? Because now you're just saying reasons. My issue is less that it wasn't introduced and more that not so much that we hadn't seen it, but that her, they've built up this stuff of, oh, you have to go through this level. You have to show devotion to Lucifer in order to continue. Um, in order to actually obtain this magic, you can't, you know, you have to sign the Book of the Beast, otherwise you don't get your full powers. And all of that coming into play 
And then you have... And all of that has to go... Th you have to go through all of that. And it feels like now she doesn't have those rules. Where well, everybody else still kind of does. Because they're, they're praying to Lilith in this meantime here. Well, also, who is giving them their powers now that Lucifer's locked up? Valid point. Does, also that another negate, thing. does that negate the book? Because he's locked really? up? You're like... How are you doing magic and making things happen right now? See, now they have to go through an, ex an existential crisis of, oh my god, did we already have this magic to begin with? It wasn't granted to us by the Dark Lord. Who gave it to us? How did <laughs> like, we obtain this? So, like, they did a, um, like, and I think in this episode, they are they're losing power. Like, and, like, Kazelda's like, my hair isn't as lush. It's, like, small stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's very small things. Although, I think I attributed that to the Dark Lord messing with her. Well, it could be, because Sabrina did the salt. Yeah. But, I don't know, because the last time, that's how it started when they were losing the problem, because Sabrina refused to sign the book, right? Like, her hair started falling out. Yeah, they started showing their real age. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if that's gonna happen now, or... That'd be nice. I hope they go through that because it would be really cool to see because um, they're transitioning over to worshipping Lilith and it'd be nice to see how the rules of their magic change based mm -hmm. on their worship of Lilith versus based on their worship of Lucifer instead. That would be really fascinating. I feel like we're giving them too much credit. Probably, but hopefully they address it anyway. Mm. Well, Sabrina and Ross figure out Lucy the little girl is in a freezer we already mentioned that sabrina gets locked in the freezer and lucy's about to go to sleep so sabrina zaps herself as as ross is like no we don't know enough about this like stop stop i don't know and also why can magic work going in but magic can't work coming out because if she wasn't able to teleport she should have been able to teleport in there yeah that was they did say that you could get in but you can't get out so, like, no, but my thing is, like, she couldn't have thought of another spell, like, maybe a fire spell for Lucy really quickly. I, that's like, what I thought she was going to do, was like, hey, here's a little spark or something. But then I saw her reach over and grab the blanket or the coat or whatever she grabbed, and I was like, oh, okay. We're, we're going to just go there then. This is why I like, like Roz best. She actually has, you know, the foresight to not immediately teleport into a freezer. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we don't know enough about this. We should not be doing this. Nope, it's fine. It's totally fine. Whatever. And also, like, okay, you've got an ice cream man. He has access to a freezer. We know what company he works for. Logically, we know what freezer it is. You don't need to do go throwing yourself into it. You can say, hey, cops, there's a kid trapped in this freezer. Go. Or, why don't we just put a tracking spell to see where he's been? That should have been step one, honestly, instead of going straight to, like, mind-melding with the kid. Like, because I would have just been like, where's he been? Tell me where he's been or whatever. Like, Especially once they got the date from of the disappearance from the mom. The mother. Mm -hmm. They could have just been like, oh, okay, cool. We'll, we'll backtrack from his steps there. from this day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were seeing Sabrina's father. Why couldn't we use a ghost of the other kids that he <laughs> was snatching? I mean, yeah, we've seen that too. Like, they've, we've used spirits before to tell us the past and stuff. Like, that was in season one, right? <laughs> yeah. Season one? Season one and two. Like, yeah, season two twice. was the father. Season one was the kids from the, the school. Yeah, they, yeah, I remember the kids more, I think, but that was probably more recent. Mm. I liked that. See, I liked that plotline, the way the, the kid was telling her what was happening and how to do it. And so why couldn't... I guess 
I guess the answer is probably, well, those kids are in hell because he sacrificed them to the Dark Lord. Maybe that's why we can't see it, but... And why didn't she get those kids? Really, she has access to all the souls in hell. She can't just be like, oh, hold up. I'll go find them. <laughs> like, hey, where's these kids that his, he did his debt for? Yeah, so... I need to talk to them. Odds are he's using the exact same method. Mm-hmm. And every seven years, people don't notice there's a disappearance. Like, that's I'm, not in the news. I mean, depending on how big the city is that she lives in. It does seem not. rather small. because It, was it does seem town. very small, but like then at the same time, you remember all the people who were in the stands for the cheerleading thing. So... I muted that part and wasn't paying attention, so I'm gonna just <laughs> like, that's my excuse. I don't remember for that one. Like, and then they have, like, all these festivals and stuff, so they have to be getting money from somewhere. Tourist town, maybe? Yeah. Oh, you weird. think he's snatching tourist kids? That'd be that, like, that could be it, but... Yeah. Kid gets lost on vacation and they hear the the news is in another city versus that one. Mm-hmm. I love that we had to go this detailed to, to figure out to... how he was snatching these kids and no one noticed. We went through this whole thing to justify it. How long was that? That tangent of how did he do this without getting caught for seven years or every seven years? Every seven years. Like who knows how long he's been doing this? Like he doesn't look too young if we're being honest. No, and I don't think he ages appropriately either at this point. So who knows? So taken. Did they say? They did not. Darn it. So Sabrina drops uh drops his soul off into hell thanks to a muscular demon because he was very much like you, you're not gonna take me you're never gonna take me and then the demon's like yeah we got you I loved that demon that was actually the other thing I wanted to bring up I loved him he's just chilling in the background looking all menacing and I'm like mm-hmm. you are one weird looking dude but this is really entertaining to me because you're so out of context so the demons are like, okay, she did something. I don't care. She still sucks. We're still down one soul. Which is true. Yeah, I mean, they have a point. <laughs> They're not wrong, necessarily. And Sabrina essentially goes, you know what? So help needs a makeover. I want to look over everything that you got. Let me see what you're doing. And instead of just doing the job that she's put here to do, she decides, I'm changing everything. I'm a cool teacher. I'm going to change the rules. She realizes that it's... One, that was excellently timed. Uh, She realizes that it's hell, right? Like, she can't just... She can't just change the rules and make everything heaven. Like, she, she's not... I don't want to say she's against torturing people because she she's not. She's just a little bit more choosy about who she tortures because she doesn't want to torture the old man because God knows going through his his actual life history would be too much effort for her. But she instead is she's a little bit more choosy about who and why and how and someone that sold their soul for chess. I'm sorry, I'm harping on that still. Um, someone that sold their soul for chess is not necessarily less deserving of told torture because they sold their soul for chess um and versus... because they're now looking like a nice old man yeah because they're now looking at like this sweet old man like how do you know what the... you should check the records sabrina maybe there's That'd a reason be too much like right adelaide like <laughs> she doesn't have time for your facts what? 
why? <laughs> that would be too much work to, for her, I guess. But still, like, why can't, why couldn't she have done that? Why couldn't she have been like, you know, this guy only sold his soul for chess. This is all I could find in his history. We've seen ghosts before. Why can't we address that? I don't, I'm giving this way too much credit. But she's going to, I'm curious to see how she revamps it, I guess. Because she's going to change it. And it's probably going to be a little bit nicer than what we see now. Which is fine with me, because their aesthetic is kind of dumb. I don't mind. The bones are dumb, but the rest of it's fine. Mm. Um, and then we have a quick scene with Sabrina's aunts, Hilda and Zelda. And basically, Zelda has recruited Hilda to work for the school. Uh, and at some point, Zelda smacks Agatha across the face. Much because Satan uh, has sent out beetles to mess with everyone. And poor Nick. Like, like the Satan just opens their mouth and is like, Beatles, come on out. That was horrible. <laughs> like, did they come from hell? Were they inside of him this whole time? Like, there's so many questions Conjure about the Beatles. Them. Like, um, so there was a point that I accidentally brought up last podcast. Um, the, 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 where Hilda masquerades as, uh, Faustus. And they mm-hmm. have the meeting about what's going on and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if this was this episode anymore or not. Um, I don't but think so. They, um, the elders that meet with Blackwood, quote unquote, um, say their virility and their power is waning. And they wanted to know if he was experiencing that as well. And he was like, no. Nah. Yeah, I remember. Are we not going to, like, address that in the show again? Is that just a thing that we're slowly bringing up and then not talking about ever again? I wouldn't Why would you surprised. make us sit through that whole meeting to, to address that and then never say anything about it? I, I wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> Fine. So, you know, thanks to Sabrina, no one, like, everybody's like, those are Satan's beetles, but Satan is in hell. Like... <laughs> And no one knows that he's just down the hall, chilling. <laughs> and thanks to With Sabrina. The salt circle. Right. Like, thanks to Sabrina, the salt circle is broken, so anything that he wants to do can happen. I honestly, I, I honestly thought he was going to get out when the salt circle broke and watch way too much Supernatural. I honestly thought he was just going to get out and start running around. And I was like, oh, Beatles, this is actually fairly minor compared to what I expected. Also, why didn't anyone, like, because when the two kids, first of all, how about the fact that the little boy was cheating on his girlfriend and a beetle fell on the girl he was cheating with shoulder and they were like, whatever, cool. Who doesn't freak out if a beetle suddenly falls on your shoulder? I would freak out. And even if you have magic, like, wouldn't you have tried to kill it with a magic bolt or something? <laughs> Just... <laughs> That might be a bit of an overreaction if a beetle falls on your significant other's shoulder in the middle of a makeup session. You just zap it with magic and fry everybody in the room. Sorry, sir, there was a bug. Don't you kink shame them, Adelaide. <laughs> my kink is killing bugs on my significant other's shoulders. <laughs> killing your significant other with them. Uh, you just see but... a spider walking. It's like seeing a spider hanging in front of somebody's face and they don't notice it and you just slap them in order to kill the spider. It's like, oh, okay. Also, why didn't Sabrina have a cell phone? Like, when she was in the freezer. That that would require logic. 
Like, cause like even like at the very least, she could have called nine one one because nine one one services work everywhere specifically because because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I, I have issues with this series because they're they're trying to make it look like the original setting, about the same time, which is like in the sixties. Yeah, but they're it, also trying to make it twenty twenty. Yeah, and so they have, like, I've seen the iPhones, because I remember embarrassing myself from the first podcast where I said, like, what was the setting on this? And I remember seeing the iPhone, and I remember seeing iPhones, or one of the smartphone brands, I don't remember which one. Um, Harvey's got one, but all we ever see from Sabrina is the usual other, like, dated technology. Mm-hmm. So, so I get... is it that witches only can use dated technology? Are they like the Amish people? <laughs> Harry Potter style. <laughs> we refuse to move off of inches and <laughs> the imperial system for the metric because that's how we do it. Mm. <laughs> Magic is too superior. We refuse to use your muggle technology. Yeah, well, exactly. like, I can call that guy faster than your owl gets here. So what now? Exactly. Yeah, I can hop on a plane. What are we talking about, sir? <laughs> really i can travel faster than your broom now what <laughs> at this oh, point you're technology through... is magic so like like you still using a train what are we doing here <laughs> i will say with my fear of flying i will take the train every time but i still have the ability to fly and not stub my nose at it because it's not magic <laughs> uh but like it's weird that they haven't improved any technology whatsoever because I know I was reading a book a while back where, like, their witches had incorporated technology into their daily life. Like, you could go to Starbucks and get a shot of luck. And I was oh, like... That's so cool. That's, right. like, my favorite trope, too, where it's, like, <laughs> it's a new way of... Like, it doesn't... Magic doesn't need to be medieval ages style. It doesn't need to stay there. It doesn't need to be dark ages with magic and witches. It could... You could, like... Draw a sigil on your cell phone with your touch with the touch screen, and there, bam, you have good luck for your test or something. That would be really cool. But no, mm-hmm. we have to be like. Uh, on the one hand, I really like complex magic systems, but on the other hand, I want to see technology incorporated with it, and it would be really, really cool. I'm going to shut up now because I am definitely nerding out here. <laughs> okay, so that's about it for Sabrina and her aunts because I don't care about them. Is there anything you want to talk about about them? I think that was the only thing of value that they had this whole time. All right, so let's jump to the most important characters of this series. I don't care whose name's on the show. These are the ones we care about. Ambrose and Prudence. Definitely agreed. They're the best ones. We like them. So they are tracking down uh, her father. She basically is making out with her father, which was weird. And you remember that? Where he thought he was about to have sex? Oh, yeah. That was horrific. So daddy boyfriend is a thing. Confirmed. Why are these people like, stop it, writers, please. <laughs> and with you people. It turns out it's not her father, thank goodness. It's just a guy who's glamoured to be her father. It's one of his Judas boys. And she basically kills him like, you're worthless too. <laughs> and I appreciated that. I love Prudence. Prudence and Roz are my two favorite characters. Roz for the little, like, Sabrina pack, and then Prudence for the rest of it, because Prudence is awesome. And she knows what she's doing. What are your thoughts on the whole Prudence hunting down her father? Um, I desperately wanted her to succeed. I want her to kill him. (laughs) Well, I mean, we get to see her father. He's basically, uh, at the end of the thing, talking to a fish monster thingy. 
at the bottom of a lake and he summons it up and he's like, yeah, I will give you a sacrifice. And two people walk out of this little house and, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped over a part where Ambrose and, was that this episode where they get the map? Was that last episode? I think that was last episode because they got the, they used her blood to do it, but it's eh, same thing. Okay, so anyway, they come out of this little house and they're in Scotland. This monster comes up and is like, I have sacrifices for you. He takes a glowing fish egg and then the kids are supposed to be the sacrifice. So Prudus comes up and is about to kill him. So Faustus slashes open the fish monster thingy. And Ambrose has the egg and says, I'll open it up, blah, 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 blah. And the kids, the only thing they say is, please don't kill my father, Judith and Judas. And I was like, they look just as creepy as I would have expected. And I was like, I feel so bad for them. I feel so bad for them. That was my first thought, too, when they said, oh, they're the kids. And and um, Ambrose I, I said mean, something about time magic. Yeah, I immediately knew they were the kids. Yeah, yeah. me too. But they had... Um, they had line with oh no my first thought was judith and judas that that that's what you're that must have been a horrible time growing up mm-hmm. that would be miserable well i mean you're the only two boy girl it's yeah really... honestly that's probably what it would have been what, <laughs> what it would have been with faustus um my th- main thought was given the setting uh the lake set in loch ness i was like if this is i was both relieved and and disappointed it was not the Loch Ness Monster. Supernatural has ruined you. I know. <laughs> I was like, well, one, Nessie's cute. It's like, I want to see that plesiosaur. Come on. Uh, 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 uh. On the other hand, if they had actually used the Loch Ness Monster, I was going to be really mad. So, Sabrina is being confronted by her aunts. Like, hey, you let the devil out and didn't even mention it to us. And Sabrina's like, I was going to figure it out, aunties. Don't worry. You're worrying too much. And I am really, truly wondering why they don't just put her on lockdown like they locked down Ambrose. Oh, my God. I have a test tomorrow. You haven't studied. Yeah, I know. I'll figure it out then. This is how you get an <laughs> F, Sabrina. And this is worse. There's significantly more on the line than this. Yeah. Like your daddy's boyfriend is ready to kill everyone. She gets, she, it's the surprise Pikachu face meme. <laughs> That's all she is. Something she she does the thing she doesn't plan for whatever the consequences consequences happen and surprise Pikachu face pops up. Well, no, because this time, thanks to her cousin and his girlfriend, they bring back the body of Lord Blackwood, and they're like, she's like, look, problem solved. I can use Blackwood's body. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that's I, I suppose. Mean, so you don't need permission to use people's bodies now. Not when they're the bad guys. Duh. <laughs> I really didn't mean for it to sound like that song. My bad. <laughs> like, okay. No one needs consent anymore. And yet the whole point of the show was talking about... Never mind. I'm not going to dive into Yeah, it was. It was definitely a conversation about consent and what it means to consent. Yeah, that was like season one. Like, no, even season two, because it was the other girl, the other version of Sabrina who was better at everything than her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The the creepy plant lady. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I want to live, too. It was That was more of a pro-life, pro-choice conversation. Yeah. Like, do yeah. I deserve to die and what cause? So the question is, what is this conversation? It's okay incest is bad, cool? I guess. Like, incest is cool? Like, is that the conversation? 
I mean, that seems to be where they're going with so far twice. I'm not saying the phrase. You can't make me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> nope. Not, you can't make me. But it's just, I don't know. I don't know what this conversation is. And I don't know if, like. I'm waiting maybe... for it to evolve. I'm hoping that they're getting at something more. Because so far they haven't really made their point yet. And they, they do make a point in this show. They're they're trying to they're trying to deliver some form of message, but they haven't quite gotten to this one yet. Uh, well we are only two episodes in. That is so. true. Um, we also get Judas and Judith put into a magical dollhouse where they have no sense of time, pain, and hunger. Or internet. And we're expecting them not to be smashing each other as teenagers. Oh, God. Why would you say that? I <laughs> have, has, am I the only one who read flowers in the attic? <laughs> I didn't think that. I remember when they they were showing them around. And I was like, this is just a dollhouse, isn't it? Like They're like, and here's your... Ch-. They've like pointed out the beds. And I'm like, this is just a freaking dollhouse. You're putting these two in a dollhouse because you don't know how to deal with them. All right, then. Bunch of weirdos. Why mm-hmm. is that their solution? because mm, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't just reverse time. Prudence has shown that she's willing to sacrifice people. Just throw them back in the grave like they did. I mean, yeah, they were clearly willing to go that route. So just be like, reverse time, make them six months old or whatever. Honestly, yeah, they should have done that. Then they just raised them both. Mm-hmm. With the name Letitia instead of Judith, so we don't have the whole... Or change the boy's name, actually. Like... Uh, and now they're throwing the egg in the aquarium and wait to see what hatches because wait and see is the best approach to anything oh no it's not please get on the internet and google what that could possibly have been (laughs) or just compel Faustus to tell you before you put the devil inside I'm sure he wants to talk about it dude loves hearing his own voice so (laughs) he's fine with it go ask him his plan (laughs) gonna tell lucifer in there now that they're brain buddies and basically prudence and ambrose are smashing and that's basically how their storyline ends i have nothing of value to add to that um oh theo runs into robin in the hallway and that is a potential love interest for theo pretty sure robin Uh, is evil though Probably. That that would be how that would go. And yes, that is definitely a love interest, at least for Theo. So I was also wondering, like, what is Theo's sexuality? Because that was never introduced that Theo was into guys. That is true. Actually, I don't even think we've seen Theo as interested in girls Exactly. Either. That's what I was thinking. Like, I just assumed Theo was asexual. Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know. I was kind of like, in three, like what is the timeline for this? Because like, you're telling me as a teenager in Let's say two years, you're not having any love interest? Not even a crush? Or or are we saying that Theo had a crush on the foot? No, the football player had a crush on Theo. Yeah, it was the other way around. So, so, hmm. I don't don't know. I don't know what else to add. The, um, I thought that, I thought the potential love interest setup is coincidental because yeah i don't trust that kid's name is robin you said mm-hmm. i don't remember the name yeah, yeah it's Robin. all right i 
don't trust him, but I like the potential um, non-binary relationship we've got going here. However, he's going to be evil, and that makes me sad. So, <laughs> we can't have real representation. No, bad guy has to be gay. Hmm. I mean, technically, Nick was also a bad guy, so... I mean, right, he, fine, he, like, yeah, Nick I doesn't mean, care. Like, That's I mean, fine. not to ruin your soapbox, but like, no, true. <laughs> and Sabrina is technically bad. That's also true. Sabrina's <laughs> not like it may be her show, and she may be the moral compass of the show, but she has a really bad moral compass. Like, even for a bad moral compass, though. <laughs> Um, so Everybody sucks. On... That's, the, that's the subtitle for this series. Everybody sucks. It doesn't matter. So, major questions that we have at the end of this episode. Okay. What's in the egg? I feel like Johnny Depp. Not Johnny Depp. What is it? <laughs> that other guy. What's in the box? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Angelina Jolie's ex-husband. Yeah, I don't remember. I wow. I feel bad for him because that is all he will ever be from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so glad that that's what we're focused on right now. Like, what was his name? What was it again? I'm um, so mad at myself for not remembering right now. And then Father Faustus was like, there are older demons, older than the oldest baddie. Like, the older than the old gods. Because the old gods are now coming in. Because we found that out from Sabrina's father, too. Yeah, that is the part I'm interested in. That is the part I want to see. Because seeing, like, the old gods conflict, or old whatever they're calling it, um, conflict with um the new Lucifer in this case this will this will be really interesting also where is god why are they feeling so comfortable coming back because lucifer's out of the picture shouldn't god be like ah 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 like he should be on his matumbo (laughs) yeah really he's like he's like no no this is my time i have earth right now you you go back now come on right like we already banished you stop playing these games like are you really trying to test my gangster Really, you you left because my demoted angel is imprisoned in. Never mind, I don't want to talk about them. Like, like you, you left, left because, because my first born. child, like my like first. Like you realize he's nothing compared to God, right? Like I have three other kids. What were we doing here? Like, <laughs> and they're still on my side. Exactly. And if you feared him, you should fear them. So, like, what what is God? Is God basically Chuck just not doing anything while Probably. the Winchesters are that's essentially a... killing the other angels? I think that's a really popular interpretation anyway. But now that they are showing, in fact, that there is a heaven where they haven't really acknowledged that before, they've used statements, you know, in reverse of ours where it's like, oh, God forbid. It's something like they use the, you know, Well, no, they brought the angels in season two. Oh, that's true. They did bring the angels in. Right. Oh, goodness. (laughs) And they said they asked God for the power to smite them. And they glowed at everything. So I don't know. They're they're doing something. I don't know what it is, but they're doing something, and I don't... <laughs> I guess the interpretation of, yeah, God is no longer around, or God is hands-off, isn't as hands-on anymore, is still the popular interpretation for mo- for modern media. Uh, God likes um, seeing what his little ant farm does when he's not around. Also, why is it that Scotland means that you can go to another timeline that is 15 years past in a month? I don't know. It seems like a very, I don't know, Fay. Fay do things in Scotland, right? They're weird. Uh, I don't know, because he was like timeline thing, reasons. I yeah, made they a didn't separate... really explain that. Uh, my first thought was, I assume 
he did something very specific to influence that. Not necessarily that it was something he just sort of stumbled into. Well, he but said something he, he knew about and like obtained. in advance and then obtained. It. Yeah, <laughs> but like they didn't mention why he was able to do that. And for fifteen years, he was purifying himself. I don't. I don't have an answer for that. I I still want to lean on like the Fey lore there because like yeah that would be that would be the location, and Fey in general have really weird timeline stuff going on sometimes too. So I could see that being the general direction. Seely and Unseely Court are wild. Do you think that they will ever explain it? No, I absolutely don't think so. But I'm gonna be happy with that because that way my Fey thing makes sense and I don't have to be annoyed at them. For the stupid reason. <laughs> uh, anything else that you want to talk about about this episode, ma'am? Um, I'm curious to see where the whole old gods thing goes, but I think I've said that, so never mind. Um, and I think that's everything. So, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Peace in the Machine. Don't forget to subscribe and review we love your feedback be part of the discussion if you have a different perspective or think we missed something use hashtag g-o-t-m-c-a-o-s on twitter and tell us your thoughts we will address it in the next episode join us on discord twitter facebook and overpowerentertainment.com links are in the description bye bye